As with all the week 17s that came before it, week 18, the final week of the NFL season, presents us with a slate of games ranging from everything on the line to nothing on the line. So let's just go ahead and put it in a pro wrestling parlance because that's how the world works with me. What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to week 18 once more with feeling of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2021 NFL season. Fairly strong week 17 from a straight up perspective at the very least. Kind of struggled against the spread, but it is still an attainable goal to finish the 2021 season at or above 500 against the spread, which is at the very least a, a good feeling to have. I know at one point this season, never looked like I was going to get there. Have had a couple of really strong weeks here over the last three to four weeks. So we're still in position that we can accomplish that goal. 10 and 6 straight up, hit double digits straight up. I think for the third or fourth straight week, hitting double digits straight up has helped me at the very least salvage the straight up record this season. It's still going to wind up being one of my worst seasons picking the games straight up, but we're finishing strong, which is what the important thing is. 10 and 6 means I'm 144, 111, and 1 picking the games straight up, a little over 56%. Was only 6-10 against the spread, which means I am the four games under 500 at 125, 129, and 2. Also went even money on the totals at just 2-2, two and 15-16, two, and 1 with the totals since we swapped over to just doing the Platinum, Gold, Silver, and Bronze. Speaking of the Platinum, Gold, Silver, and Bronze, kind of a mixed bag. I only went 3-1 and one straight up. I completely whiffed on the gold pick, which was the Colts over the Raiders. The Colts with a shocking loss to the Raiders, which actually puts their playoff hopes in doubt, does it for the Colts, and that's almost an inexcusable loss at this point in the season. Did get Patriots over Jags, Bucks over Jets, and Bills over Falcons. The only against the spread that I hit in those picks last week was the Patriots covering minus 15 and a half against the Jags. They went out and beat them by 40, I think to the shock of very few people. Did again, two and two on the totals, went over 45 and a half in Tampa, New York, and under 44 and a half in Buffalo, Atlanta. So definitely a mixed bag in those top four picks. Very little movement in any of the pick'em pools for me this past week. The Bridgewater's Finest Pool still 19th out of 28. Now 1,302 confidence points on the year, just over 63%. In the Half Moon's Picks Pool, 30th place out of 100 with 1,006 confidence points. It's just under 49%. So there's a nice little goal. And again, a reminder to anybody that's in these pools, these pools continue throughout the playoffs. A good little goal here would, I think, to be to push over 50% in the Half Moons pool. I will at the very least feel like that has been a bit of a success. Ante and Co-Pool, I did move up to 15th place in that pool with my 144 straight-up wins. But once again, where that's just a straight-up pool, so difficult to climb the rankings there where you've got everybody picking really well in that pool. So I did get to move up the one spot. Week 17, 99 of 136 confidence points in the Bridgewater's Finest Pool, which is 72.8%. Only 57 of 136 points in the Half Moons Pool, just under 42. Not good enough for this time of year. And 10 of the 16 games correct in the Ante and Co. Pool. Again, price of admission hitting your double digits uh, straight up 62.5%. Shout out to our week 17 winners. In the Bridgewater's Finest Pool, it's fourth and ridiculous, going 13 and three last week, 122 of 136 points, 89.7%, a very strong showing in the second to last week of the year for fourth and ridiculous. Cincy One Fan in the Half Moons Pool wins week 17, 111 of 136 confidence points. And again, that's an against the spread pool, so that's all the more impressive, 81.6% to win week 17. And in the Ante and Co. Pool, like I said, you got a lot of people 
doing really well picking the game straight up. Five teams went 13 and three in that pool last week. I mean, that's almost that's all over 20%. It's almost 25% of that entire pool with at least 13 straight up wins last week. So apparently I overthought last week because I should be in that, uh, in that range as well. In terms of the pool leaders, no changes from last week. Uncle BBQ Barry still leads in the Bridgewater's finest pool with now over 71% of confidence points on the year. Moby Polito still leads the Half Moons pool, although they struggled this past week. And Turcado, uh, who I believe who is right behind them, just a couple of points behind, had a very strong week in week 17. So that's going to come down to the last week of the regular season and the playoffs. Nothing decided in that pool yet and Rams fan 412 holds on to their straight up lead in the anti and co pool with 168 correct picks straight up this season that is a heck of a year we'll take our last peek into fantasy corner here which is of course presented by the dynasty trade calculator one of the absolute best resources online for dynasty keeper and long-term fantasy football trade evaluations player rankings podcast you got a ton of great experts on that site and for as little as three dollars you can gain access to again one of the absolute best tools available online if you take a little bit of a long-term game to playing your fantasy football like i do so my affiliate link is down below my referral link click that link and again for as little as three dollars you can gain access to the dynasty trade calculator now, I did only have four matchups in my six leagues in week 17. Obviously, I was only in two championship games of my six leagues, and there were a couple of leagues where I just did not have a matchup this week because that was already said and done through the consolation brackets. I went two and two in those games, but I won the two important ones. I was in two fantasy championships, and both of them resulted in wins. So I am a two-time fantasy football champion in 2021, which I will at least take as consolation. Obviously, I feel like I should have been uh, better from the beginning of the year. I felt better coming out of the drafts this year. Just didn't work out, especially in the Dynasty and the Keeper Leagues. I finished sixth place in the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football. I did lose that fifth place game to Max Maniacs that I mentioned I was in last week. The Progs League was already finished for me. I only finished 11th place out of 12. If you want to fly over to my Twitter account, once again, at Blockbuster underscore guy, I gave a bit of a detailed breakdown on my fantasy season this year, including my rosters for my two championship teams. So if you're interested in that, pop on over at Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter and take a peek at those. And I'll take this opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of the video file here on YouTube or the audio file on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts of choice, you can find all of my results from last week, my straight up and against the spread plays for week 18, the final week of the NFL regular season. You can find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest, Half Moons Picks, or Anti and Co., pools for this year once again they continue through the playoffs if you win a week you get yourself shouted out on this show you can find information on joining the nfl youtube prognosticators facebook page and information on my great friends and sponsors at nerd tees NerdTees.ca, ladies and gentlemen, is where you need to go to get access to dozens and dozens of incredible loose leaf tea blends and accessories. Great gift ideas for anybody on your gifting list. Hard to buy for, easy to buy for, it does not matter. NerdTees.ca has got you covered and I've got you covered with my promo code, which is BWFINEST. That is going to save you 15% at checkout. You're also going to get free shipping in Canada on any order over 100 bucks, which is a pretty good deal. And if you're one of my American listeners, of course, one of my many American listeners, you can get a great conversion rate on the U.S. dollar by going to nerdtees.ca. Today's blend is an old favorite. It is lemon ginger, which will certainly help me get through this episode with uh, keeping my voice in tip-top shape as it usually always is, right? If you're a long-term listener of mine, you know that. Nerdtees.ca, promo code BWFINEST. You're going to save your 15%. You're going to get your free shipping. Find yourself something to love or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on nerdtees.ca. So it's like I told you off the top, we got a full 16 game slate here in week 18 a number of those games mean absolutely nothing in the playoff context a couple of those games mean absolutely everything in the playoff context so 
Like I said, I'm putting it here in the parlance of professional wrestling. I've gone ahead and I've broken these games into uh, three sort of loose groups. Uh, the games that mean absolutely nothing, the games that mean something to one team and nothing to another, and the couple of games that mean everything to both teams. So I've basically broken them down into curtain jerkers, preliminaries, and main events. Obviously, these are match types on any pro wrestling card. Your curtain jerkers are your matches that come right at the beginning of the card. They might not even be advertised on the card to the public. They're just the matches that start things off. The preliminaries are your matches through the card. Certain people might be advertised. Matches might be advertised. There's some intrigue, but they're certainly not the primary reason why people are there. And then, of course, your main events kind of goes without saying. So we're going to fly through the Curtain Jerker games, take a little bit of time, obviously, on the prelim games, and really focus in on the main event matchups of this week. Get it, got it good, and since you understood, let's get into week 18 of the 2021 NFL season. We are going to kick things off again with the Curtain Jerkers in Philadelphia, the Eagles playing host to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, before I start talking about the full games, let me just let you know, these are the Curtain Jerker games. Dallas at Philadelphia, Green Bay at Detroit, Carolina at Tampa Bay, Chicago at Minnesota, and Washington at New York. There is absolutely nothing to be earned for any of these teams. So, Dallas at Philadelphia, obviously the Cowboys have already clinched the division. Both of these teams have already clinched a playoff spot and will be playing in the first round of the playoffs. So, you really got to look at this game in the context of both of these teams are probably going to be sitting a lot of their starters. Cowboys heavily penalized this year, one of the top five teams in terms of most penalties taken. However, their turnover differential was immaculate in double digits this year. Definitely got the job done generating turnovers and avoiding them on the offensive side. I have to take the Cowboys here because the whole season has shown that the Cowboys are genuinely the better team. And if they don't rest starters, if neither of these teams rest starters, if they're playing full barrel, Dallas is still the better team. So we're going to take the Cowboys here on the road in Philadelphia to beat the Eagles. However, against the spread, the Eagles are seven point dogs here at home. I'm definitely going to take those points. I don't necessarily know that Dallas is a full seven points better than the Eagles. But if you put the game in the context of both teams resting starters, I really don't think Dallas's second stringers are seven points better than the Eagles' second stringers. So, gotta take the points in a matchup like that. Gonna take the Eagles here plus seven. Let's go Dallas 28, Philadelphia 23. Cowboys still get the win. Eagles cover plus seven. Green Bay at Detroit. Obviously, this game really having no meaning in the playoff context. The Packers have already clinched the number one seed in the NFC. They're going to get the bye through the first round. They're going to get home playoff games throughout the NFC playoffs. And the Lions obviously were eliminated. It felt like back in week five or six. So no playoff implication in this game whatsoever. However, a lot of people are talking about, oh, um, the Packers are going to rest starters. Like there's no reason for them to play starters in this game i can understand that argument but they also are not playing next week so if you're going to be resting your starters now you're talking about resting your starters for two full weeks and that's a dangerous game for teams to get into you rest starters too much rust starts to set in they're not as you know laser sharp as they tend to be throughout the season where yes they might get a bye week but they're not having two full weeks where they don't have to play football that's a dangerous game for a team like green bay to get into i don't think you want to necessarily risk all of your starters uh, having that kind of rust set in and then lose in the second round playoff matchup because you rested for two weeks and kind of got a little complacent Look, obviously the Packers are one of the classes of the NFL. Turnover differential is immaculate. One of the least penalized teams in the league. And the team on the other side is Detroit. We're still on Green Bay here because I genuinely don't think Green Bay is going to be resting their starters for this full game. Maybe they only give them the first half. 
That's a, I feel like that's a legitimate possibility. They give them the first half so they can still prepare like they're playing, still do their regular routine, still get some game reps in, and then, you know, maybe shut her down at halftime. So I'm still going to take Green Bay here because they're still far and away the better football team between the two. So let's take the Packers on the road in Detroit to beat the Lions. And this is a real reflection of what Vegas expects the Green Bay Packers to do. The Packers are only two and a half point favorites in this game. They should be probably closer to eight, nine, maybe 10. So Vegas is definitely expecting Green Bay to sit their starters. I don't think they're going to. So I will just say thank you very much and lay the two and a half points on the Green Bay Packers. It's a pretty small price to pay for one of the best teams in football against one of the worst. We're going to go Green Bay 38, Detroit 24. I think the Packers starters light it up in the first half. Probably give way to, you know, your Jordan Loves and your Equinemius St. Browns and your second stringers in the second half. Still should be more than enough to hold on and win this game by two possessions. Carolina at Tampa Bay. So obviously, again, another game here that means absolutely nothing. Uh, the Panthers have been eliminated for some time. The Bucks have already clinched their division. I, you could make the argument, I guess, that the Bucks are playing for playoff positioning in the NFC, but without being really able to hammer down who your opponent would even be, how much motivation is that really? So we could definitely see a situation like Dallas where you could see Tampa rest a bunch of starters, maybe only give them the first half. They know they're going to be playing on Super Wild Card Weekend, so maybe giving their starters that extra rest would be beneficial to them. Panthers, one of the worst teams in football in terms of protecting the football. They're also on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games, and teams that were on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games cratered in the NFL last week. I think there were eight of them. I think they might have gone two and six, something like that. Yeah, that is actually exactly what they went. They went two and six straight up. So that finally came home to roost after I've been talking about it all season long. The Bucs are still the better team here, whether it's their first stringers or their second stringers. Who knows who's even going to play quarterback in this game for Carolina. It could be Cam Newton, it could be Sam Darnold, it could be PJ Walker for all we know. So definitely still going to be on the Bucks here to win this game straight up in Tampa Bay. Don't think they want to go into the playoffs off of a loss to a team they definitely should beat. Now on the line, the Bucks are laying a full eight points, and this is a reflection of how bad the Carolina Panthers have been this year. I'm still going to lay the eight points on Tampa Bay. They might sit starters, sure. Even if they do, I think they still cover this number because I don't know that Carolina scores a point in this game. I did the controversial thing last week where I predicted that the uh, Jags would not score a single point. They did wind up scoring 10, but still got blown out by 40. I'm going to do it again here. I'm going to predict a shutout here for Carolina, so I'm going to lay the eight points on Tampa Bay. Let's go Bucks 16, Panthers no score. I still think Tampa covers the eight. Now for a pair of games featuring two teams who have both been eliminated from playoff contention, the first one here being the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears battle of the NFC North. Obviously, if you couldn't tell by this point, all the games this week are division games. Minnesota, the home team here, fairly decent this year in terms of protecting the football. You would have expected better results out of this Vikings team for the fact that, you know, they were averaging better than like a half a turnover to the plus side per game this year. Chicago, one of the worst teams in the league, double digits in the negatives in terms of turning over the football. Nothing to play for here, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Bears. I was pretty committed to just taking the underdog in this matchup one way or the other, and the Bears have been playing better football down the stretch here lately. So I'm going to take Chicago in Minnesota to get the upset divisional win. Bears beat the Vikings. On the line, Minnesota is laying two and a half points here as the home favorite. I really can't blame you one way or the other which way you go in this game, but I like the Bears to win outright, so I'm going to go ahead and take the two and a half points. Let's go Chicago 20, Minnesota 17. Might be an interesting game, might be an entertaining game, but again, nothing to play for. Same deal in New York here where the Giants are playing host to the Washington football team, who I believe just announced this morning that on February 9th, I think it was, they're going to actually announce what their new name and their new logo and everything is going to be. It was either on the 2nd or on the 9th of February. So keep an eye out for that early in the month of February. 
Obviously nothing to play for here with either one of these teams either. Uh, uh, both of them have been eliminated for quite some time. Neither team is playing very well lately. The offenses stink. The defenses stink. But if I look at both rosters top to bottom, I genuinely think the Washington football team is just that much better than the Giants this year. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Washington football team to win this game in New York. Let's take Washington over the Giants. However, against the spread, Washington's laying six and a half points. And I realize that the Giants can't score, but Washington's not exactly lighting things up offensively either. And six and a half points, I, I, you can't lay six and a half points in any context on either one of these teams. So this is a hedge here, taking the New York Giants plus the six and a half points. This could be an outright win for sure, but definitely going to take the six and a half. Let's go Washington 24, New York 23. So Washington gets the win, but the Giants cover against the spread. So there are your curtain jerker games, folks, and now we are going to get into our preliminaries, games that at least have something to play for on one side of them. Our first preliminary, we're going to start in Cleveland, where the Browns are going to play host to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Browns losing on Monday Night Football last night. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked awful in that game. In general, the Cleveland offense looked pretty bad aside from Nick Chubb in that game. The Cincinnati Bengals with a massive win last week, a win I did not think they were going to get. They picked up the win against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is a massive win at this point in the season for the Bengals. Their offense is on fire the last couple of weeks. 75 points total over their last two games. Browns come into this game obviously off the short week having played last night on Monday Night Football. Bengals one of the least penalized teams in the NFL but here's the real important thing. The Bengals could still mathematically get the number one seed in the AFC. They would need a parlay's worth of things to hit. They need multiple teams to lose. They need certain outcomes in other certain games. It's like four or five steps but mathematically it is still possible for the Bengals to get the number one seed in the AFC. They still have plenty to play for here and may, in fact, by the time their game kicks off, still have plenty to play for. I did have to account for the possibility because of the two games on Saturday that the Bengals may not still have that on the table. So I did take that into account in the final score. One way or the other, I've got Cincinnati winning this football game because I have absolutely no faith right now in the Cleveland Browns, organizationally or with the players that are on the field, certainly under center. You have a situation where Baker Mayfield may opt for that surgery that he's been trying to avoid all season. He may not play in this game. So if you're talking about now Cleveland playing a bunch of backups, Cincinnati's the better football team. So I like the Bengals straight up here one way or the other. Now, Vegas does not like that. Vegas right now, when I looked at this last night, the Browns were laying three points as home favorites, which I think I laughed at. I, 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 it made no sense to me whatsoever. Right now, that line has moved to Cleveland minus a point and a half. So they're still favored. I don't think they should be. I like Cincinnati to win the game outright. So once again, I will say thank you, Vegas, and I will take the point and a half on the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's go Bengals 21, Browns 13. Since he gets a hard-nosed AFC North win heading into the playoffs. And again, the number one seed in the AFC may still be on the table for them. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars playing host to the Indianapolis Colts. So obviously, we're with the last game. Cleveland doesn't have anything left to play for. Obviously, the Jags don't have anything left to play for this season. For the Colts, this is a massive game. So first of all, Jags. Don't protect the football at all. Indianapolis, one of the best teams in the NFL at protecting the football. Indy, also one of the least penalized teams in the NFL. So again, one of those archetypal teams that will make their opposition have to beat them. They're usually not going to make the mistakes that beat themselves. For the Colts, if they win, they're in. But 
possibility still exists that if they lose this game, they can miss the playoffs altogether, which seems like a crazy thing to think about just a couple of weeks ago, where I believe their uh, likelihood of making the playoffs was in the 90 percentile. Like they were really, really likely to make the playoffs, but a loss last week. And if they lose again this week, it's on the table that the Colts might miss the playoffs. So obviously most important game of the season, they have a bit of a cupcake opponent. However, they have not beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville since 2014, which is crazy to think of with how bad some of those Jags teams have been. This is a huge statement game for Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. I expect them to come out and dominate this football game. If they don't, they don't deserve to go to the playoffs. So that's what I think is going to happen. Indianapolis, I think, rolls over the Jacksonville Jaguars on their way to a playoff berth. On the line, the Colts are laying 15 and a half points as the road favorite here. And I'm going to lay it because I think this, this game's going to be a blowout. I think the minus 15 and a half hits. We're going to go Indianapolis 38 Jags. Let's give them a field goal. 38 to 3. Indy rolls and goes to the playoffs. Tennessee at Houston is our next stop on our preliminary games here. Obviously nothing to play for here for the Houston Texans. However, for Tennessee, the AFC's number one seed is very much on the table for them. They currently sit in that spot, a win, and they get the number one seed. They get the bye through the first round. Derrick Henry still looms over the horizon, how he may or may not be able to come back. So that bye week is very important for the Houston Texans. They will have to watch the results of one of those games on Saturday, which you may note we have not talked about yet. They're going to have to watch the results of that game because however, depending on how that game goes, the pressure then becomes squarely on their shoulders to pick up the win and get that AFC number one seed. Houston, one of the most penalized teams in the league this year. Discipline has been obviously a problem with them on the field and off the field for quite some time. I really like the Titans in this matchup. Their defense is playing phenomenally right now. Defense is on fire. The offense is scoring enough to win, which is what I think the context of this game is going to be. Let's take the Titans on the road in Houston to beat the Texans. And I just noticed now I have barely any home teams so far anyway winning this week. That, um, that might make things kind of interesting. On the line, Tennessee laying 10.5 points here as the road favorite. I think I'm going to go ahead and lay those points too. I think this is a two-possession game for the Titans to get the number one seed in the AFC. I'm going to go ahead and lay the 10.5 because I feel like that's what's going to hit. Let's go Tennessee 24, Houston 10, Titans win, Titans get the number one seed in the AFC. They get the bye and get home field through the AFC playoffs. Let's go to Atlanta now. Falcons are going to play host to the New Orleans Saints. Obviously nothing to play for here for Atlanta. And when I say nothing to play for, I mean nothing significant to play for. I mean, they, these teams that uh, can't make the playoffs could still play spoiler if they wanted to because, again, they're division games. So they can still play spoiler if they want. It's not a ton of motivation. You want to end the season on a good note, obviously, but we're not talking about like this being a do-or-die football game. Might be for some coaches, but certainly not for these teams. Uh, for the Saints, it's very simple. Right now, they are on the outside looking in. In order to make the playoffs, they have to win, and the San Francisco 49ers have to lose in Los Angeles to the Rams. And that seems like a possibility, certainly the possibility that Vegas seems is the most likely outcome. So Saints need to win. They need the 49ers to lose. If that happens, the Saints can make the playoffs here. Imagine like with how much that offense has struggled this year, for them to kind of backdoor their way into the playoffs would really speak volumes, especially on their defensive side. So still plenty to play for here for New Orleans. That possibility very much on the table. Not a game New Orleans can afford to lose I'm going to go ahead and give this game to the Saints again I've been very impressed with how their defense has played over the last handful of games I think that gets the job done here against a Falcons team that basically went the whole season without their top receiver and just had very little other than Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson going for them this year so let's take the Saints on the road in Atlanta to beat the Falcons 
On the line, the Saints are laying four and a half points here as a road favorite. I'm going to go ahead and lay those points as well. I see this as a two-possession game for New Orleans, so we're going to go ahead and comfortably lay the four and a half points on them. Let's go Saints 21, Falcons 9. Buffalo is our next stop for the Bills and the Jets. Now, there's a, you know, a very simple equation here for the Bills as well. If the Bills win this game, they win the AFC East. It's obviously against a division opponent, but kind of a cupcake division opponent. The Bills have taken way too many penalties this year, and I've talked about it all year. I think this is the one thing that keeps the Buffalo Bills from being in that elite team conversation. And I think the season has borne that out to be true. They take way too many penalties. If they can clean that up, they instantly become one of the most dangerous teams in football. Not just in the AFC, not just in terms of winning the AFC East, but the most one of the most dangerous teams in all of football. They got to clean that discipline up. The Jets, I simply can't pick with them at this point in the season. They give the ball up way too often. They're not generating turnovers on defense. And if they're not generating defensive turnovers, this Jets team is not beating teams. So definitely got to go with the Buffalo Bills here, certainly where they're at home as well. And they've got the stuff to play for, an important game for them. Let's take Buffalo at home over New York. However, against the spread, Buffalo laying a whopping 17 points against the spread as the home favorite definitely going to take the jets there because the bills have no reason to blow the jets out all they have to do is win this game keep the jets at arm's length and you win the division that's the equation they can't be the number one seed but they can still win the division and get that home playoff game they don't have to blow the jets out in order to do that the jets are going to be trying in this game so i'm just going to take this take the 17 points on the jets i just think that's way too many Buffalo 24, New York 13, Bills win, Bills win the AFC East, Jets cover plus 17. And we go to Miami now, Dolphins playing host to the New England Patriots. And this is a really interesting context here because if for some reason Buffalo gets upset by the New York Jets, the New England Patriots are going to be right there. The Patriots still have a path to actually get the number one seed in the AFC. They have to hit like a parlay's worth of things in order to have that happen. Titans have to lose, Chiefs have to lose, Bills have to lose. Multiple things need to happen. However, if those things happen, the mathematical path is still there for the Patriots to get the number one seed in the AFC. Or what might be a little more likely is they win the division with a win or a win and a Bills loss or tie or if they tie this game and the Bills lose. So under either of those contexts, either a win plus a Bills loss or tie, or a tie or a Bills loss, the Patriots win the division. So there are definitely still pathways here for the New England Patriots to win the AFC East and even a pathway to get the number one seed. Plenty for this Patriots team to play for, coming off of a massive trouncing victory last week by 40 points. One of the best teams in the NFL in terms of protecting the football and generating turnovers. I got to take the Patriots here. The Dolphins kind of fell off for me. Look, they had that big winning streak, but then really put up a poor performance last week. So let's take the Patriots on the road in Miami to beat the Dolphins. Now on the line, the Patriots are laying, I believe it's a full touchdown. Yeah, full seven points here uh, as the road favorite. I think this is a two possession game, kind of like New Orleans and Atlanta. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the seven points on New England. Let's go Patriots 24, Dolphins 9. So Patriots, at the very least, put themselves in a position. And the last preliminary game we're going to look at sees the Arizona Cardinals at home playing host to the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, Seattle does not have anything to play for in this game, aside from, again, spoiler conversation that we had a little bit earlier. The Arizona Cardinals, the division is on the line here. Arizona wins the division with a win and a loss by the Los Angeles Rams. So if the Niners beat the Rams and Arizona beats Seattle, the Cardinals win the division. If not, they're going to the playoffs here one way or the other. So whether they get a home playoff game or a road playoff game, they're still going to the playoffs. Obviously, they want one more than the other. And if you look at the results... Arizona's weakness this year came at home. 
Cardinals right now only sit at three and four at home this year. So under 500, they dominated on the road this year, but at home really did not have strong performance. Now they are one of the better teams, one of the best teams in the league. In fact, in terms of the turnover differential, double digits to the positives, they do take too many penalties. They're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. For Seattle, once again, nothing for Seattle to play for, but man, has Seattle ever been playing well over the last couple of weeks. And it's so unfortunate that they were so mediocre this year for so long because, man, have they've turned it on at exactly the right time if they were going to go to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they are not. 30 points a game on average over their last four, only 22 against on average over their last four. Genuinely one of the better teams in football over the last month's worth of games. Wound up being too little too late. They can't make the playoffs. However, what they can do is deny the Arizona Cardinals the NFC West. And I think that's what they're going to do. I genuinely think the Seattle Seahawks are the better football team right now between these two teams. I like Seattle in the upset. Let's take Seattle on the road in Arizona to beat the Cardinals, deny the Arizona Cardinals the NFC West division title. Seattle gets the win. Obviously, they're the underdogs in this matchup. Arizona laying six and a half points as the home favorite. I like the Seahawks to win the game outright. So give me the six and a half points. Let's go Seattle 34, Arizona 27. Seahawks with the big playoff implicating upset of week 18. And now we come to the main event games. These are the three games where both teams involved have everything yet to play for. And one game that takes place on Saturday that will be of vital importance to the AFC playoff picture. That's the way we're going to do this. So obviously where these picks are usually the games that I feel the most confident in, which is usually why they're the games with the biggest spreads. I took the four games that I genuinely think mean the most this week. We're just doing it a little bit differently. It's the last week of the season. We're going to have some fun and challenge ourselves. We're starting with the bronze pick, 14 and three straight up, 11 and six against the spread and 10 and seven on the total. So I will finish in double digits in both, in all three facets of the bronze pick, easily my most successful pick this season. The bronze pick sees the Las Vegas Raiders at home playing host to the Los Angeles Chargers. So obviously this is the game that has the most at stake for both of these teams because the winner of this game makes the playoffs. However, there is the weird caveat that was brought up, I believe on Good Morning Football, either yesterday or this morning. That caveat being, if the Indianapolis Colts lose, then there is the scenario where if this game ends in a tie, the Raiders and the Chargers both make the playoffs. I think that's the only thing that would need to happen. I think it's just if Jacksonville pulls a massive upset over Indianapolis, if this game ends in a tie, both of these teams go to the playoffs. What's far more likely is whoever wins this game is going to go to the playoffs. And I looked at this game on the schedule when I first was made aware of it, and I looked at it and I almost, I felt like I wanted to vomit because these are two of the least reliable teams in the NFL this season and historically for me over the last few years. And the winner of the games probably is going to go to the playoffs. So it's, it's just, it's almost a nightmare scenario where my God, I really have to hitch my wagon to one of these two teams in week 18 because they're head to head and I have no other choice. I'm not going to predict a tie. So it's, it's just, it's shocking to me. What I can say about these two teams is one of the two of them is far and away the better football team with their results this year. And it's the Los Angeles chargers. The Raiders, one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of turning over the football, double digits to the negative in their turnover differential. One of the most penalized teams in the NFL. They make a ton of mistakes and teams have been able to capitalize on them quick, fast, and in a hurry this year. It's shocking to me that the Raiders are even in this position. The Raiders making the AFC playoffs almost is unfathomable with how bad that football team is. The Chargers, at the very least, have shades of a good football team. So we're going to go with the Chargers here for the bronze pick in Vegas. Los Angeles gets the win 
over the Raiders and makes the playoffs. Chargers are currently laying two and a half points here as the road favorite. I like them to win. It's a small price to pay. Let's lay the two and a half points on the Chargers. Total in the game is set at 48 and a half points. I think the Chargers defense kind of comes to play in this one. So I'm actually going to stick under on this. This feels like maybe it's a bad move, but we're going to stick under the 48 and a half points here in Los Angeles, Las Vegas. So I like the Chargers straight up. We're laying the two and a half points here on the Chargers in a game that stays under 48 and a half points. That is my bronze pick. Chargers 28, Raiders 13. Justin Herbert, you're going to the playoffs. I just had a great thought, by the way. First round, super wild card weekend, Justin Herbert versus Joey Burrow. Damn, what a QB matchup that could be. My silver pick where I am 13 and four straight up, but only seven and 10 against the spread and six and 11 on the total. So a very down year for the silver pick sees the Los Angeles Rams at home playing host to the San Francisco 49ers. Another matchup here where both teams have everything yet to play for this year for the Niners. If they win, they're in the playoffs. So there is obviously that scenario where the 49ers could still miss the playoffs entirely. But if they win, they're in. For the Rams, a win or a tie, and they win the division. So the conversation is very simple for both teams. Either win and you're in, or win and you get the division. However, as we already talked about, the, the where it comes down to the division is that Arizona-Seattle game. And where I have Seattle upsetting the Arizona Cardinals... I believe the Los Angeles Rams are going to win that division one way or the other. I don't think Arizona is going to catch them because I think Arizona is going to lose this week. So with the idea that the Rams wind up winning the division one way or the other, I think later in this game, you could see the Rams start to pull their starters, get them a little bit of extra rest, maybe that last quarter or maybe even at halftime, depending on how that game is currently going. I think you could see the Rams start to kind of gear down and rest the starters a little bit. San Francisco's got to be hungry in this game because they have to win. They're not guaranteed yet. They have to win to get in. I'm going to take the Niners here on the road in LA to pick up a late win over the Rams because I think as the course of this game wears on, the Rams will have less and less to have to actively play for because I think they're going to wind up winning the division. So I'm going to take the Niners on the road in Los Angeles to beat the Rams. Now against the spread, the Rams are currently five point favorites. So since I'm taking the Niners to win the game outright, I'm more than happy to take the five points on San Francisco. Total in the game set at 44 and a half points. I don't think this flies over, but I do have it getting into the fifties. So we're going to go over 44 and a half points in San Francisco, Los Angeles. Niners straight up, we're taking the Niners plus the five points against the spread in a game that goes over 44 and a half points. That is your silver pick. Let's go Niners 27, Rams 24. San Fran gets the win. San Fran goes to the playoffs. My gold pick where I'm 11 and six straight up, nine and eight against the spread and eight, eight and one on the total. So there is plenty to play for here in the gold pick, ensuring that I finish above 500 against the spread and making sure that I finish above 500 uh, on the totals. So there's plenty to play for here in this gold pick. My gold pick is the Denver Broncos at home playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is a game where, yes, only one of these two teams has anything to play for. Denver's already been eliminated despite being one of the least penalized teams in the league and despite having flashes where they played, especially on the defensive side, exceptionally well this year. They just, they had those offensive injuries, quarterback injuries, very difficult situations for them to have to play in. So they're obviously eliminated. The Kansas City Chiefs are far from eliminated. They've won their division. They can still get the number one seed in the AFC. So this, and this game takes place on Saturday. So this is why this is one of the most intriguing games in the NFL slate for week 18 for me. So the Chiefs will get the number one seed in the AFC if they win and the Titans lose or tie in Houston. Or the Chiefs could get the number one seed if they tie Denver, but the Titans lose. So it all comes down to what happens on that Saturday game. I think it's the early game on Saturday. 
probably easily the, one of the most intriguing of those preliminary games that we talked about. But I'm making this thing a main event because as Kansas City goes, so goes the entire context of the AFC playoffs. We're going to take the Chiefs here. They are on the tail end of back-to-back road games, which does not bode well for them. But they're obviously going to get that first crack and that first opportunity to put pressure on Tennessee and New England and whatever for the number one seed there. The bye is still on the table for them. They're going to play their arses off to try to get that bye week. So I'm going to take Kansas City on the road in Denver to get the win over the Broncos. On the line, the Chiefs are laying a full 10 points here as road favorites in Denver. That is a very tough line, but I do think I'm going to lay the points because I think this winds up being a three-possession game. I think this is a virtuoso Kansas City Chiefs game on both sides of the football. So I'm going to lay the 10 points on the Chiefs. I think it's a three-possession game. Total in the game set at 44. I'm actually going to stick under on it. This Broncos defense is good. It's very good, in fact. The Chiefs defense within the division tends to be pretty good. Don't really know what I'm going to get from the Broncos on the offensive side of the football or even who's going to be playing in that game for them. So we're going to stick under on the points under 44 in Kansas City, Denver. Chiefs straight up, we're laying the 10 points on Kansas City on the road in a game that stays under 44 points. That is the gold pick. Chiefs 27, Broncos 10. And the platinum pick, 13 and 4 straight up, only 8 and 9 against the spread, and 7 and 10 on the total, which means if I wind up getting this game correct against the spread, I will be at 500 against the spread in the platinum pick. That is certainly where I would like to be given this situation. It's the Baltimore Ravens at home playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore uh, were, you know, they struggled this year for sure in terms of protecting the football. They've gotten a little better over the last couple of weeks, but still giving up more than half a turnover per game. And meanwhile, you got the Steelers coming into this thing on the short week. Obviously, a very emotional goodbye to Heinz Field for Ben Roethlisberger. He played a pretty darn good game last night against Cleveland and got the opportunity to have the ball in his hands as the clock hit zero. Very emotional scene there for Steelers Nation. Now they're in a position where... Both of these teams in the last game of the year have plenty still available to them. Since Pittsburgh beat Cleveland last night on Monday Night Football, the Steelers must win coupled with a Colts loss and no tie in the Raiders Chargers in order to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh, despite the fact that they, at least coming into last night, were lower in the standings than the Ravens were, actually have a bit of a better opportunity, I would say, to make the playoffs. For the Ravens to make the playoffs, they got to win and have a parlay's worth of things happen in the AFC playoff picture, the bottom part of that AFC playoff picture, in order for them to make the playoffs. However, mathematically, it is still on the board. So I expect both of these teams to be playing as close to full strength as they possibly can. It's an easier path for the Steelers. You could possibly see the Colts being upset by the Jags. And if that happens, the Steelers making that last playoff spot in the AFC definitely on the table. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this game. Yes, they're on the road. Yes, Baltimore is not an easy place to win in. However, the Steelers are the ones that have the easier path between the two. I think they're going to be more motivated coming off of that game last night. Obviously, massive win for them. I think Pittsburgh gets the job done here in Baltimore. Steelers beat the Ravens. On the line here, Ravens are currently laying three and a half points as the home favorite. I like the Steelers to win outright, so give me the plus 3.5. Total in the game at 41 and a half points. I've got to go over on this. I think it's one of the lowest totals, if not the lowest total of the week. I don't think it flies over, obviously, because these two offenses, not exactly letting the world on fire lately, but having to sweat an under on a 41 and a half. I'm just not going to do that to myself in week 18. So we're going to go over 41 and a half points in Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Steelers straight up. We're taking the points with Pittsburgh plus three and a half against the spread and a game that goes over 41 and a half points. That is the platinum pick. Steelers 23, Ravens 21.
There you go, folks. Those are your picks for the Week 18 slate of games, the curtain jerkers, the preliminaries, and the main event matchups in Week 18. And it is time now for the patented comment of the week. The comment of the week from the Week 17 episode goes to a longtime viewer of mine has been in my comment section for quite some time. That is Vaping101, and I've called this person's name a few times on this show. Their comment from the Week 17 episode reads as such. First of all, just checking in to say how much I love the show. I never miss an episode, so thank you very much. Flattery will get you everywhere. I think you're right about the Pittsburgh game. Baker Mayfield will find a way to lose that game for the Browns. Kind of wound up going that way. The faster this guy becomes a second-string quarterback, the better. I have a bet with the guys at work that Cleveland would finish with a better record than Pittsburgh for the year, and it looks like I'm not going to win that because of that bum. And honestly, like that's kind of a fair assessment of Baker Mayfield this year. Yes, he's been injured all season long, but you also have to be able to step outside of yourself and say, okay, you know what? If I'm injured and I'm going to be dealing with this all year long and I'm not doing my best job on the field on a week-to-week basis for my team, maybe I got to step out of the way. If there's somebody that can do this job better than me, I don't necessarily know that there's somebody in that Brown's locker room that could have done the quarterbacking job better than Baker Mayfield this year, but this is not a guy you can pay long-term. Genuinely, I I don't understand how he could be a guy that you can pay long-term to be the starting quarterback of this team. I 100% agree with the assessment here from Vaping 101, and yours is the comment of the week from the Week 17 episode. I appreciate you being a long-time viewer of mine. Thank you so much. The regular season episodes have now come to a close. The 2021 regular season will finish itself off on Sunday, and then we're heading recklessly, careening into Super Wild Card Weekend. How will COVID impact the playoffs? We saw how it impacted the regular season, and it was fairly significant at times. Now we're heading into a playoff where genuinely anything can happen. There's going to be a lot of teams, myself included, that are going to be kind of wringing their hands and hoping that this whole thing just goes away for a few weeks. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Another regular season is in the books, but we are far from going anywhere because next week we have got playoff football to talk about. Did your team make the playoffs? If so, how do you think they're going to do? Let me know in the comments below and we will see you for Super Wild Card Weekend.